0: Hello and welcome to Cross Talk with your hosts, Martha Lee and Anna a podcast dedicated to encouraging and pointing people to Christ provoke you to find your calling in the Lord brought to you by Cornerstone Ministries New Life Church so join us on a journey to reaching the world for Christ and start in our own backyard so sit back, we hope you enjoy the podcast we
1: pray it encourages and blesses you. Hello, and welcome to Crosstalk, where you have the pleasure today of interviewing George Wood. He's gonna tell us uh, about our topic, uh, how we got here in the 70s. Welcome, George. We're glad to have you a part of this.
2: Thank you very much, Anna Mae and Uncle Bill and everyone else that's there. I appreciate
3: it.
1: Amen. Amen. So we're I guess we'll get into it. Our first question to you is uh, where and when did you get saved? And what brought you to the decision of accepting Jesus as your Savior?
2: Well, to go back, it goes back for me a very long time. I'm going to be uh, 60 here on my birthday this month. So I, it would have been way back when. But I was 14 when I first come to accept Jesus as my personal Savior. That would have been in, in Bear, Delaware and what had happened it was quite an experience for me because uh i had served the i hadn't known the lord as a personal savior yet i knew about christianity and i knew about the lord but what had happened was uh in them days it was the disco and everybody's going out to a disco mm-hmm. and uh, i was asked with the young kids to go and i couldn't wait to go and out of nowhere uh, Margie Stewart, which I call her Aunt Margie, uh, she'd come over to me. She said, Georgie Wood. She said, Michael Newlands is in town. I said, yeah, who's that? Well, he's an old country traveler, and uh, he's got a revival going, and, and I want you to come with me. I want you to go. I want to take you. And I said, well, I I'm gonna go with the kids. We're going to a disco. I was all ready to go dancing. She's like, "No, I'm coming to get you, Dorky Wood, and you're gonna go." And I said, "Aunt Margie, I said, "Uh, no, I said I don't want to go. I want to go with the kids." And she said, "Well, you have to sacrifice for the Lord." And I really didn't know what that meant, but I was listening, you know. (laughs) And and anyways. She said, I'll be back to get you around 7 o'clock. Well, all the kids were going at 7 o'clock to the disco. So I got myself all ready to go to the disco. Wasn't saying <laughs> nothing, was going to do a punch around the other quarter. And uh, now this would be in the late 70s. This would be like 1978. <laughs> so I said, the disco era. All right. Uh huh. So I'm getting myself all ready to go. Then I'm all done, cleaned up, and ready to go. And I'm only young, but the disco that we were going to at the time, you didn't have to be 18 to get in. You could get in with a, an ID at 14. So anyways, uh, next thing I know I'm doing a punch and she spots me and she comes, pulls right up. Okay, Georgie, what, you're coming with me? Well, I was both. All right. So I get to the car and I'm off to the revival. And, uh, it was at the Alk Lodge and Michael Newlands was doing it. It was the first time I met him. And when I was, uh, sitting there in the front row I could feel an unbelievable presence and he was witnessing the gospel to accept Jesus as your personal savior and even though I have heard of Jesus even though I knew a lot about him I never made that personal commitment and at that moment I'm sitting in the chair and I got this burning feeling and I knew I just knew it was it was to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And that's what I did. And I, I went up to the altar and I raised my hands and I started worshiping the Lord. And I asked him that moment, Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. Amen. It wasn't a hard thing for me to do, it was really quite simple. And it was an unbelievable experience. And the disco meant nothing to me. Amen. It was like, none nah, of that mattered. Amen. What mattered to me was making Jesus my personal savior. And I did at that moment, and it was that Margie that that pushed me to that moment. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Lots of beautiful Amen. testimony. That was a beautiful Praise testimony. God. Yes. We're going to ask you this: What do you remember, George? Uh, well, I want to add a quick question before I ask you that one. I know I didn't send you this, but do you remember the first person you might have witnessed to or brought to the Lord? Oh yeah, that goes back. Uh, quite
2: a ways. There's two actually, because once I had become to know the Lord as my personal Savior, there was a fella, but I don't want to share his name. He's he's a, he's a right. Canadian actually, and uh, I remember witnessing to him and in a car, and I remember the Lord moving on me like fire, like really unbelievable, telling him about Jesus as a Savior. And uh, sad to say, he didn't come to know the Lord that moment or at that time. And I don't think even today that person knows the Lord. I mean, I've never been around him in a long time, but I don't think he did. But it was the first move that the Lord showed me to move on somebody and to be on fire and to let them know about Jesus, not just to hold it to myself. And that was really important to me. But there was another young man in my life. uh, that the Lord moved on way before I was saved as knowing Jesus as my personal savior. And that goes back into the early, early uh, 70s, way before I accepted the Lord as my savior, I'd maybe be 10 years old. And uh, we lived on a cabin in Vancouver. And uh, uh, it would be your, your daughter-in-law's uh, uncle, Tom, Tom Dempsey. Okay, yeah. And, uh, also known as Tom Williamson, mm-hmm, actually
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, he he would be a, maybe a year younger than me but we would the drive in theater was right over the wall and we would I would hop the wall and when I would hop the wall I would go over and they would have a full revival there and they would pass out the bible called the way so it was like an easy reading version of mm-hmm. of, of the wow, bible yeah. It was called The Way. Does anybody remember that book? Yes.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Okay. So, and and we would gather them, and then we would take them and pass them out in school, and we would bring more, bring more people. And it's a funny thing you're sharing that because what was really uh, touched my heart, and I'd like to touch on this, is I was in Apache Junction. There was a function there uh, many, many years later, maybe about eight or nine years ago, but I'm going from the seventies to just eight or nine years ago. And, uh, this man come over to me. I don't know who he was. And he said to me, can I ask you a personal question? I said, well, sure. I'd like to know who the man was. Uh, maybe one day he'll come up and tell me who he was. But he said, uh, there's a fellow over there standing. And, um, anyways, he asked me, uh, I asked him this question so now I'm coming to ask you when were you saved and I get the same testimony I just give you when I was 14 years old right. I accept the Lord as my personal savior and he said he said to me uh, well that's not what that man over there just told me that man over there told me that when you were 10 years old that you would hop this fence in the camp and you would get the way and uh, the book the bible the way I said well that man's telling you the truth but I said you asked me when I got saved I said, that's when I knew about Christ at right. 10 years old.
3: Mm-hmm. I said, I remember
2: that very instinctive. And this is how amazing the Lord is. And he sets our footsteps, Anna May and uncle Bill. And Here's what he does. He goes, uh, as I'm hearing the story, I went over to Tom and I said, Tom, this man asked me, and I said, I ended up telling him and, and Tom just laughed because all them years later, you know, to know the Lord from such a young age. right, And, uh, And here's the thing, I got so excited about that, about knowing the Lord before I was 14. And I called my sister, Marion Grant, on the phone. I said, Marion, I tell her I met Don Dempsey and what had happened and how this man said that to me. And she said, Georgie, she said, I can go farther back than that. And and listen, I tell you the truth, Uncle Bill, you'll love this. The Lord gave it to me right then. I stopped my sister in her track. I stopped her. I said, Mary, and hold it right there. I said, I remember putting my hands out, and I'm walking up these steps in the church, and, I, and it was on an angle, and the pew was done on an angle, so the stairs went both directions, and I went up, and I put my hands out, and now the Lord's given me this. I stopped my sister, and these coins are falling in my hand, and my sister says, you know what they were, right? I said, I don't remember, but hold on, the Lord might tell me, and I said, oh, they were they were to get the nickel bags of candy. So at the front of the camp, when you brought the nickels back, you got these. You you got a bag of candy that was huge. Like mm-hmm. for a, a nickel, mm-hmm. you got tons of candy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it was a big thing back then. It ain't like kids today that mm-hmm. you know could get everything. And I would give rather than take that money. I would I would go get these kids on on the mobile home park, and I would gather them all up and bring them to the church. And every child you brought, you got these nickels every time you went and my sister said I can't believe you remember that right now I said the Lord give it to me so I can go back for as far as knowing the Lord like that and the things of God at, at such a young age mm-hmm. that's amazing
1: it is, it amazing. is, amazing. It it is. is. Amazing, amazing Amazing, so George we're yep. asking everybody this question uh, what do you remember about the 70s moves was there any standout moments that you'd like to share or Describe what the move was like back then.
2: Well, yes, I will. Uh, the 70 moves were amazing because it's what touched us to be first. And then it always put me on fire as a young age to minister to other young young kids. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the Lord always gave me an anointing to minister to the youth mm-hmm. at that point. So, yes, the 70s was a, a very big touch. Mm-hmm. And it, it without that move in my life, I think I would have fell into other traps that, that were a snare of the enemy if I didn't have that move in my life. So I would say the 70 moves was that important, which brought me into the early 80 moves, you know, uh, which was amazing because that's when we started doing, uh, you know, youth meetings uh, in my own, uh, my own place and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was exciting. But the 80 movies, the 70 movement, I can't forget Uh, the revival in Delaware That would have been after, because Michael, if you remember, Michael Newlands was first out in the West, and then he'd come back to
3: the East with Mm -hmm.
2: his his motor home. And uh, Beck's Pond, I got, uh, uh, he took me out to Beck's Pond, and uh, I got water baptized there. Mm -hmm. Because, see, your your first baptism, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, is the Word. You hear the Word first, you hear about Jesus. And that's what Aunt Marjorie did to me. She was like, this man's going to teach you about Jesus. And then you hear the word and then you hear the, the platform. Because even in my younger years, uh, knowing of God was one thing. But to that moment when you become at the place where you can remember at 14 years old, I can remember, accept Him into my heart as my personal Savior. Right. And that, it, nothing has wavered or changed from right, that very right, moment. Right, right.
4: Amen. 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 I'm going to ask you the next question, George. Um, you okay. had a band. Exodus? How did that, yeah, that come was, about, and who all was involved in that? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, that was really special. That was we went from the seventies to the eighties, uh-huh. so moved there, and then we went into the nineties. So mm-hmm. When the nineties came, Uncle Bill, will remember, because we always. Uh, operated together too. Uncle Bill can tell you some great stories of us being moved with the Holy Spirit in Florida. But at that time, what had happened is I come from the West when I first met you, I think anime would have been in the early nineties, that winter. And when I come back, yeah, when I come back, uh, Henry McMillan, he had uh, a a meeting going uh, in the Holiday Inn in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. And I went to that meeting. And when we went there, there was a bunch of young kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you come to the meeting? They need music. Nobody could play an instrument.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I was the only one who could play a bit of the guitar at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, we could actually be a part here. And this could be something we could do. Mm-hmm. And so there was Tony Holden. There was Ted Kelby. Mm-hmm. There was my brother-in-law, George Stewart, and young Dodie McMillan. And then there was George McMillan that, that was went on to be with the Lord. He mm-hmm. started out with us. Mm-hmm. So that's who it was. And we would go over and we were faithful to do the music ministry for Henry. That's and cool. it really grew. And it mm-hmm. brought all these young kids into the meeting. Amen. And then at the end, he left and went to Phoenix. And then we continued the meetings going, and we did it every year. And we actually become—we would put in three, four times a week, and we wrote our own songs. And we be, actually become a, the first ministry uh, for our people in uh, in a youth band called Exodus, and wrote our own albums and made our own first CD when nobody asked. To say
1: you made CDs, amen. In, that's amen.
2: good. That's Praise good, that. George. Yes. yes, yes. And that movement, uh, so many young travelers kids came in the ministry through that movement, including yeah. young Huey Reed and, and his brother Dave. They all were in that movement of Exodus. It Amen. was quite the most wonderful time in the Lord.
1: That's like it seems like too, yesterday. George. It's been some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. So everybody was throwing seeds out here and seeds over there and, and yet it all come together wonderfully. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? It, and the it, seeds it, that you it, throw it, out through that Exodus, it brought um, much fruits from it. Do you know what it's I mean? It's a
4: beautiful story. That is. That was a beautiful testimony about Amen. that. Yes. yes.
2: Well, and you know, the thing is, today, there's so many young kids that are encouraged to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But We need that, uh, that Holy Spirit fire to come once yes. again within yes. our people. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen, Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. I mean, we had it in the 70s. We had it in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It moved in the 90s. We really need it now in year two thousand one. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Amen. amen. The way the amen. world is, my goodness, amen. So I have a question for you because you got a a pretty nice family, a nice Thank beautiful you. family. You yes. do. You have a beautiful amen. family, amen. and amen. and you've raised lovely Christian children, uh, uh, George. So, as a Christian father, uh, you hmm. and your wife together, what would you say? Uh, to anybody listening, is the key to raising uh, godly children, Christian children, in this day and age?
2: Well, that's a beautiful question, Anna Uh And we all know the scripture, you train up a child in the way he should be, so he would not depart from it. But um, what does that really mean? Uh, so, to me, a solid household uh, of a sure foundation in a family comes from Christ. And Mm -hmm. we've well heard the story a family that prays together stays together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, to me, as my kids were born, and the Lord, I was 32 when I got married. So, I didn't have children at a young age. And I was always an uncle. And I thought an uncle would be more than enough to uh, have fulfillment in life. I just did. I was 32 and had tons of nieces and nephews. And now I have a that many great nephews, and nieces. says, I don't think I can count them all. Amen. But uh, I thought that was more than enough. But when I got married, and uh, we had our first child, all of a sudden, a father figure was different to me. Our Heavenly Father, uh, the Father of Lights, as we serve Him through our life, He gives us many great benefits.
3: Amen.
2: And as we serve Him, the benefits are plentiful. Amen. But as we're not serving Him, uh, as we know in Deuteronomy, uh, things don't go our way right. so the one most important thing i grabbed on the question that you're asking me how to train up your children in this day and age would be uh to giving your children solid scripture with good solid love given them a standard to live by example Amen. so Amen. i can't raise my children uh one way but yet i live another lifestyle That's good, yeah.
3: Amen. so
2: my kids has never true. seen alcohol in my lips my kids has never Amen. seen me do drugs in my lips my kids has never seen me uh do anything of the world worldly things that would would have a double standard for serving the lord Amen. Amen. so i would say that in this day and age uh we would have to call out on our children the spirits that that are not of god and show them to them, teach them to them. Um, like the spirit of rebellion, for instance. What is rebellion? And we have to teach them that to rebel, to turn away from your parents, or turn away from God is a spirit of witchcraft. And that Amen. would be a very dangerous thing. So if we want to teach our children, we can all give them lovely scriptures, but let's face it, in life comes chastism. In life comes trials and tribulations, Amen. and your kids Amen. ain't always the best. But I've always told them, and I believe what's made me a good father, and and what I would say to anybody out there that's listening, it's the most important thing is not to have a double standard Amen. in your walk with your children. Amen. Because Amen. they're Amen. with you every day. Amen. They see
4: your flaws. They know the real you. That's right. Amen. So Amen. that makes sense to you. Yes. You know? Amen. And it makes sense yeah. that your wee girl does music too, or dad did music, and I've seen your Amen. girl uh, doing music at the women's meetings and stuff. So, yes, they do uh, learn by example too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So, when well, we're well, that- talking, again, I'm throwing a question at you. We didn't have written down it. I just popped into my spirit, I believe, uh, George. Okay. Is, uh If you were talking to young people or any age, I guess old people too, uh, what kind of example would you give them on witnessing to people trying to win souls for Christ? You know, oh, that's really good.
2: Well, first of all, what I would say to them today, if you're listening, and it's really important to tune in right now because this is where the Lord wants us to grow. If you're young and you, and you really love the Lord or you're on fire or you think you're on fire and you really want to press into the things of God, The way you do that is trusting in him and how do we trust in jesus okay it ain't an easy thing to trust in a god that we cannot see we can trust in our friends because we see them and we listen to what they have to say and they'll teach us all kinds of things whether it's right or wrong Mm -hmm. but to trust in the jesus that you cannot see Mm -hmm. he's not tangible there It's called faith. And faith comes from in hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So, what I would say to any young kids out there if you want to witness, first you have to know your word, you have to know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And once you know that, like I said earlier, when you asked the first person I witnessed to, I didn't know how to witness. I just knew it started coming out, telling this person about Jesus. And even though they didn't listen really at that moment at that time, and even though I wasn't 100% obedient going further because I was latched, that if I told them they to think, oh, I don't want to be his friend no more. So, but when the Holy Spirit took over in my life, then I could witness. And that's what I would teach you. you First baptism with the Word, that's, that's when you hear the Lord, then you're baptized by water. And we know how that is uh, being emerged into water and coming out of the water. And then there's being baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. And once we're baptized in that, our witnessing comes natural. And we're going to be on fire. And you know what? Young people that's listening, if you have an instrument, play it. If you have a poem, read it. If you have a heart to serve the Lord and you have a heart to do the things that that which are right in the eyes of God, please, today we encourage you because we're in the end days and we need you. You are the next generation to rise up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, see, he simply died on the cross for us. We didn't die for him. But we have to make sacrifices in our walk with the Lord. And one of them is to witness, to be a witness unto the world, to be a light. Amen. And the only way we can do that is to be bold in Christ and know our word, Amen. learn it, and then don't be scared to share it. That's
1: right. Amen. 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 That was God. lovely, uh, George. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Too. So, Uncle Bill, uh, he wants to ask you a question, is it, you want to ask him? Oh, or? I want to talk
0: to him a little. Okay. He just wants
4: to have a little chit-chat here. Yeah. <laughs> so Uncle oh, I love Uncle hit, Bill.
0: Yes. We go <laughs> way back. Oh, <laughs> way back, way back. I remember, remember right now in Miami... When I had went over and got the Cali churches. And you came oh, yes. you brought a lot of the other kids over. You remember that?
2: I did. I brought probably about twelve or fifteen yes, young kids in
0: Tampa. And I had, not Miami. That was Tampa. Yeah. And then Michael Newlands came and preached yep. with us. We had a wonderful time and you wasn't very uh, old at that time. Oh you? no, no, you're so right. That was Miami, Miami first. Yes. And then we did it also in Tampa. Yes. But the time in Miami, uh, mm-hmm. you weren't that old. then. you weren't very old. I was about fourteen. If fourteen, that. yeah, you were just.
2: Mm, I just got saved. That was the year I just got saved, and we right. went to the that's the it. park. It was uh, it was in Fort Lauderdale.
0: Yep.
2: And Michael Ian Newlands was there too, if yeah. I remember correct. Yeah, yeah, you're going way back. Yeah, yeah, it took me a minute. I thought I know we talk a lot, and I thought you were talking yeah. the Tampa days, but no. you're
0: actually going back. Again, into 1988 and And this is what I was going to say. You were just saved then. But you yeah. were filled with the spirit of God, George, as a wee boy. And you was moving wonderfully and doing great things in the kingdom of God at that time. And the explosion in the youth back then was wonderful. Praise God. And we had such a good time back then praising and worshiping God because the kids were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. They were believing yes, they in were. the gifts of God, in the power of God. Well, you brought me back to the gift of remembrance. You brought us back to the early
2: 80s there. Amen. I remember that time quite well, yes. uh, and those church services were quite often, and we did bring a whole other group of young kids in, yes. and they were on fire with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's That's a long time ago. Amen. Well, what I love about the podcast is that I've heard so far, it's bringing everybody back to the gift of remembrance to see how far and uh, how long we've come in the Lord. And the important thing is for new people to come and new believers and, and a move to come
0: back in our, for the, the Lord's return.
4: Amen. Yeah, Amen. God,
0: it's been a blessed time for us. Amen.
4: It sure has and your good testimony good. was beautiful, uh, George. Beautiful, beautiful. It was just all. Beautiful it was beautiful today so uh and
2: well you thank you else? but i feel the lord i feel the lord in his presence and that's the most important thing that it is. was a wonderful opportunity and more than anything for anybody else to reach out and do a podcast and let you know the bible says we're by what
1: the
4: blood of the Lamb, lamb and the the word of of our testimony. testimony. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, George,
1: once again, we want to thank you. I appreciate you for supporting us and listening and coming on and sharing your testimony. Tell your wife and all your kids and everyone we're asking, and may the Lord keep you and bless you till we see you again. Um, we'll be home soon oh good take care just
2: just in time for the heat to die down we'll be back perfect
1: time love you guys thanks for everything all three of you
0: well that's our podcast for this week we hope you enjoyed it and was encouraged please follow us on Spotify for new episodes every week if you download the Spotify app which is free it makes it much easier to find us we'll be posting the link each week on Facebook and Instagram Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may you grow in His Word and Spirit. God bless.